Good morning and welcome to our podcast. This is Joe Cameron of Redmayne and Julian Mayer of Positive Impact Golf. Good morning. Morning, Joe. How are you doing today? Tremendous. Beautiful yeah. day. It's a beautiful day, isn't it, at Arncote today? Our home, indeed, in uh, rural Warwickshire. Uh, today, our podcast is about um, standard operating procedures. So, they're all about engineering out complexity, making things more straightforward, um, so you spend t- less time thinking about it. So... When I said to you we're going to be talking about um, standard operating procedures today, what did you say? What was the first thing that you said? Six principles of positive impact coaching. That's right, yeah. So why do you think it is that um, the six principles of positive impact golf coaching are a bit like a standard operating procedure? Why do you think that's the case? You're following a pattern. You're following a a process so the outcome becomes more reliable. Yeah. So often golfers are messing around with different theories they'll try this they'll try that they'll put a piece of this piece of that and then they end up with um, like a mishmash of movements instead of one precise movement that's very effective and ultimately if you follow the process you don't have to think a lot about it yeah. it just happens so it makes uh, the kind of it allows your subconscious to take over mm. and it just feels so much easier yeah because we've talked before haven't we about becoming laser focused on the ball rather yeah. than following the process what happens when people you know keep the head down keep laser focused on the ball what is likely to go wrong stops the movement absolutely right. kills movement yeah. um your body can't function well uh, if you can if you, it's, it, people say it's keeping your head down on the ball. It's not your head, it's your eyes. Right. It's the eyes that become laser-focused on the golf ball. If the eyes are fixated on one point, the rest of the body doesn't move. So you have to follow the process, uh, and that's why we get to do uh, some fun activities with golfers with their, with their eyes mm. shut and getting them to move their head mm. differently. Uh, that's when the outcome tends to be better. But what I love about it is it's following a process. Yeah, it's the process, the standard operating procedure, the six principles of positive impact golf. Because what happens to your mindset when you become too laser focused on the ball? What can go wrong? You know? uh, everything can go wrong. Uh, and uh, when things start to go wrong, then you start tinkering with different things. And then you start going on YouTube and mm. searching for why is this happen? Why does mm. that happen? And ultimately, you lose mm. the, the whole process. Because you get too really focused on hit or miss. Yeah, so there's absolutely. no like middle ground, is there? No, you know, like before um, you go to hit the ball, oh, am I going to hit it? What's going to happen when I make contact with it? All those sort of swing thoughts that you call them, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, so there's, there's less middle ground, really, when you're just focusing on hitting the ball, there's that doubt that creeps in, the anxiety about whether you can connect with the ball, all that sort of thing. There's nothing nicer than not having to think about your golf swing. Yeah. There's nothing nicer. That's when you're going to play your best golf. But to, to get to that point, you have to do things in a structured way rather than ad hoc and just trying little bits and bobs. So that's why positive impact coaching works. Imagine that, not having to think about your golf swing. Oh, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Really nice place to be. So you can just play golf without thinking about your swing. You look at your target and you sit at your target. Because you followed your process, absolutely. your procedure. You've got to do a bit of work, though, to be fair. Yeah, You've absolutely. Got to put some work yeah, in. yeah, yeah. Um, people think, you know, oh, I've tried it three times now and it doesn't work. Well, it probably won't work because you've got to undo some of the other stuff. 
It might take three three days, it might take three months, it might mm. take three years. So what? If you keep following the process and you know where you're going, you're going to get there. Well, you've got to retrain some muscles as well, haven't you, as well? Well, presumably. that's, you know, that's actually bit, not true, Well, no, but you've got to get a bit more flexible. You know, if you're not used to using, you know, that side of your body, like you keep saying, learn to turn. If you're not used to using that side of body, you've got to open it up a bit, haven't you? You've you, got to you play definitely... with it. It's got to free itself up, is what I'm saying. What? So, So part of your body might be stopping you moving. It, it could be, but it's actually it's probably not your body. It's more uh, to do with your belief system. Ah, right, yeah. Because uh, if you believe you've got to do one thing and your body's trying to do another thing, they probably won't match up. Mm. Um, and what you're actually training is your subconscious. Which is your brain, yeah. Do you know, um, I saw a guy, didn't I, the other day, at Ardenco, our new home of Positive Impact Golf and the Red Main Leadership and Management Development Centre, rural Warwickshire, beautiful place. Uh, we did a big event here on Friday, didn't we? But I saw one of the guys that came and he said, right, I must tell you about Julian's hints and tips that he gave me on the day. And he said um, he's had a really bad back, he's had a back operation, yeah. but you were teaching him just to release some of his tension through some of his swing. Yeah. And, um, and he said he was getting 20 yards on his... Um, yeah, on his strokes. Yes. Was that Rick from America? Yeah, that was the guy. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, he was mega tense when he was setting up and swinging yeah. the golf ball. And, you know, if tension is shocking. Mm. It, it takes your energy, it exhausts you after, mm. say, hole 13, 14. And it's not very good for your body. You can't move very well. But you think the ten- tension's going to come in. If you're too laser-focused on the ball, your tension's going to come in. Am I going to hit it? Am I going to miss it? Yeah. You're going to get anxious. You're going to get tight. Your body's going to stiffen up, isn't it? That's right, yeah. Stick to your process. Remind us what the six principles of positive impact golf are. Sim- I get them. I know what they are now off by heart because we get them in our house most days. We do. I've just, done the, I've just put a little uh, video on YouTube. Um, it's called Learn to Turn, mm. which is well worth having a look at. And the principles are on there, but it's turning your body, shifting your weight, mm. your natural rhythm, coordination, balance, and suplex. Mm. Um, if, if you apply those things to a golf swing, ultimately they turn into a feeling rather than six swing thoughts. Uh, and that's what we're looking for, at the feeling. Yeah. That's when you're going to play your best golf. It's great fun. That's interesting because a lot of people over the years have been told to turn off their feelings, haven't they? Yeah, that's right. You know? Yeah. Just especially, especially blokes, aren't they? Yeah, Sometimes they've yeah. been taught, you know, to be macho, don't feel anything and stuff. And that could be quite weird asking people to, you know, start feeling stuff in about the golf swing. But nonetheless, try it. Try it. Definitely what try happens, it. See what you know, as I, as I put on the end of the video, you get this right, that's when the magic happens. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Relax, get yeah. supple, yeah. balance. It's a bit like being a leader, um, I think. You know, as soon as you start to relax into your role, um, you're going to find it a lot easier. You know, if you're stressed or you're tense or you think you're going to fail at work, you go into that mentality and then your results are more likely to take a nosedive than they would earlier. But let me just tell you what the definition of a standard operating procedure is. So it's a step-by-step instruction um, compiled usually by an organisation to help workers carry out routine operations. Yeah. So it engineers out complexity, engineers out faults. You know, a three-step process that you just follow. Just follow the process. If you follow the procedure, the process, there's less likely for failure and miscommunication. And, um, you know, my background's in the motor industry, so we used to be massive on this when you're building cars. Because when you're building, like, hundreds of cars a day, you need to just have the process that gets followed to make sure you build the same car every time. Yeah. So um, I think that's probably why it's a bit in my DNA as well, to talk about processes all the time. But as a leader, as much of the things that you can get into a process, it's a bit like golf. It stops you thinking about it. Yeah. And then the outcome tends to be better. Yeah. 
Because yeah. I think what we'd like um, you to experiment with is this idea of not thinking too much because it does release a load of energy, doesn't it? It's quite amazing how much fear, stress, tension, it's quite amazing how much energy that takes up, isn't it? It's exhausting. Absolutely exhausting. Yeah. And boring. Yeah, bo- <laughs> it's boring, isn't it? Yeah. I was just thinking about um, the event that we did at Arden Coat um, last Friday where we had the pilot come. So we don't need to say oh, which brilliant. airline she was from. Yeah. But we were talking about um, how to deal with difficulties and how to deal with stress when it comes, you know, or, or catastrophes that are likely to happen. And in the airline industry, that's exactly what they have, a set of processes. Yeah. So if you're a pilot and something's going wrong, they just get out of the procedure. So yeah. it stops you having to think about it, it stops you feeling anxious, it stops you feeling stressed. So if this happens, you get the book out and you follow the process. Yeah. So it is a way of reducing stress as well. Yeah, uh, and uh, I mean, I, I was having a good chat with her and I said, you know, what would happen if you actually sat in the co-pilot seat? Mm. You know, you're normally the pilot. And she says, yeah, you've, everything's on the other side, so you have to really have to think about uh, what you're doing, mm. but you just get your manual out and you go through the process rather mm. than going on to automatic pilot where you go, I know where all the buttons are. Well, I'm in a different seat. Now I've got to follow a different really? process. Yeah, it's really interesting what she had to say. Brilliant. So even when you're sitting on the other side, you've got a you've book. Got to, yeah, yeah, you've got because because all the buttons are on the opposite side. So you could turn the engine off, for instance, instead of turn them up. Um, oh, isn't that interesting? Yeah. So you know, it sounds sounds pretty straightforward, but I would imagine it's quite scary when you've got a few passengers on the back. So. Oh my yeah. lord, that's so fascinating. So um, as a leader, you probably need to be thinking about the jobs that you've got or the things that you do regularly turning it into a procedure and educating people in that procedure because it saved you a load of hassle and it'll save the people a load of hassle, wasn't it? And you'd be amazed, actually, about the amount of things that you probably do time after time after time yeah. um, that you put into process. I remember somebody that I was working with once had a very successful business and she even had to write a procedure about how to make the tea mm. and the coffee because the people that she had working for her were not making the tea and the coffee in the right manner. So yeah. it was sometimes variable. And what people like is the thing that's always the same when they it's come constant. to your shop. Yeah. yeah, so they have to actually well, write a process another, on tea and coffee. There's another thing in golf called a pre-shot routine, mm. uh, which is the stuff that you do behind the golf ball. Mm. Uh, and again, you could say that that is a procedure. Some people yeah. do it, some people don't. You probably find that some of the top, well, I would say all the top pros mm. do it uh, because they're taking out the variables with it. Um, I think sometimes you've got to be a little bit on instinct. Yeah. You know, you may be stood over the ball and you just feel like, I know what I'm doing. You might not have to follow mm. the process. But I think if you're in a flap mm. or the pressure's on or you need to pull the shot off, maybe go through or think about what your pre-shot routine might be. Mm. And I do believe that that is uh, for, per individual. I don't think there is a one way of doing it. There's mm. always more than one way. Some people like to have a practice swing, some people don't. Mm. Some people like to get the behind the ball, some people like to do it from the side. Um, there was a really interesting one when uh, Louis Oosterhausen won the Open and he had a red spot on his glove and people kept seeing him looking at this red spot and, you know, what's that all about? And really he was just putting himself in the moment, visualising his shot, mm. the, the spot was a key, to, to start to think about what he's doing, followed his process, 
in the open. Yeah, yeah pretty good outcome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well Where's your red dots, I suppose, is the question. Yeah, it gets yeah. some red dots that just remind you about what the process is. Um, but I was just thinking, I was just remembering then when you were saying about Ozzy Osbourne. Mm. Um, and Ozzy Osbourne, even after the, all the years he's been doing what he's doing, um, he still has a procedure before he goes on stage. And it's a great big banner, like, you know, 10 foot tall. A great big banner that's 10 foot tall that... Um, shows him what his pre-show um, routine is. Yeah. Even after all them I mean, years. Uh, so I'm, he doesn't I'm miss sure anything. even one part of that is going on a bike, isn't it? Uh, on it a little pedal on bike. And, uh, bike uh, yeah, just, uh, yeah. yeah, all those type of Other things. Other successful so, people meditate before they go on. Yeah, I think doing nothing's worse. Yeah, yeah. So the, so the upshot is, really, um, from a golfing perspective, check out um, the six principles of positive impact golf. Um, get it into a routine. Just keep following it. Stick to it, so don't give up too easy either. Yeah, too, too many people give up after a week or two weeks. Oh, this isn't working. Well, it does work. Yeah, it does work. We've got thousands of people to back that up. Mm. Just follow it. You Just know, keep and following trust it. it. Yeah, yeah, trust keep, it. yeah, you've got some faith you know, it's in not, it. It's not come about by chance, all these, all these yeah. things that we've come... You know, it's come through lots of trial and error mm. and really getting rid of the rubbish yeah. that's out there and the complicated golf swings out there. And dare we say the, the tour player template swing, which mm. uh, I believe is hurting amateur golfers. So, mm. you know... Maybe have a think about, are you following the right uh, methodology? Yeah, because as we always say, you know, we're social golfers, aren't we? We're not, um, you know, we don't want, we, we're never going to be as good as the people on the telly, are we? We just want to enjoy it. We're not built for it. We haven't got the time to have the backup or the massages or the fitness and all that sort of stuff. And then they Just lead. go with your own body. Yeah, they're yeah, the elite, elite in the world. Yeah, you yeah. know, I can't go and run a nine-second 100-metre yeah. race against Usain Bolt. I'm never going to be able to do it. So why should I try and run like Usain Bolt? <laughs> the, um, <laughs> it's not we were talking happen. on Friday, weren't we, about the concept of being average? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's just be average for a day. I know you might not like that concept because everybody's taught to be the elite, to be the best, mm-hmm. aren't they? Um, but there's a great story, again, about Donny Osmond, yeah. who, um, you know, was basically... They made loads of money, didn't they, through, through the Osmond. They lost it all and they had to go back onto stage. And, um, and he had massive stage fright. So we had to go through like loads of counselling and stuff to fix his stage fright. But the upshot of it was, um, his counsellor said to him one day, why don't you just go on stage and be average? Yeah. And it was his best performance. <laughs> it just be an average, yeah. see what happens. I know it goes against everything that you read in the books, doesn't it? But, um, but, uh, but think about being average today. But I've got to say about the man that came from Sweden for two days, I have to say that you and him look like two men that were just absolutely in like a place of heaven for three, two or three days or whatever. I mean, he came thinking, how on earth am I going to have the energy to you know, hit golf balls for two or three days? Well, the third day, he came in our shop at 10 o'clock and he was still going out to play more golf until yeah, four. And that's because he was relaxing easy. into his swing because he wasn't carrying that pressure with him. No pain. Uh, after Amazing. two days of hitting a lot of golf balls, playing a lot of mm. golf... Um, but you know this the methodology that we coach doesn't create pain but you did both look in your element I must admit it was 30 degrees out there wasn't it for two whole oh, days he had a blast he loved the Arden Coat and I've got to say um, you know if you're not familiar with Arden Coat if you're from outside the UK have a look at it Google it it's in rural Warwickshire right next to Stratford Warwick Royal Leamington Spa and Royal Leamington Spa is only one of three places in the UK that's got the word royal associated with it um, but it's a beautiful place isn't it with stunning grounds a lake and a, an 18 old golf course and we're very uh, humbled and privileged to be uh, permanently based here now 
but yeah, you did look like you were in your element. And there's somebody else coming over from the States as well. Yeah, I've got John coming over from from America uh, first week in August Mm. uh, for two days one-to-one coaching. Can't wait. So you're going to be in your element once again. again. (laughs) Once again, I know. Um, So, your golf tip of the week. My golf tip of the week, um, have a look. If you're struggling in bunkers, have a look at my YouTube video. Um, about playing out of bunkers. Oh, some, bunkers. It goes against uh, what is commonly been uh, kind of said amongst golfers and how you should set up to it. I set up to it very differently, move the club slightly differently. Uh, but if you're struggling in bunkers, have a go. I think you'll love right. it. If you're struggling in bunkers. So there you are. If you're struggling in yep. bunkers, have a look at the YouTube video. And, um, and we've got a nice day today, haven't we? But before we say what we're doing today, um, just check out the, uh, the Facebook um, Twitter redmaingroup.com I'm Joe Cameron uh, .co.uk uh, you're Julian Mellor Pro we're quite easy to find aren't we on Google so have a yeah. look um, please come and experience the Arden Coat it is an amazing facility um, you know we can do all your sort of away days um, and stuff here um, with golfing activities or with non-golf if you're yeah, non-golf yeah the team building well. side of it's absolutely brilliant yeah we had some lovely feedback didn't we, we last did. week which, we is, which is fantastic so uh, we're off to sports day today aren't we we are can't I wait got to go and cheer on <laughs> we're childish aren't can't we wait. really we are two children when it comes to sports day I think next Christmas day and the swimming gala um, sports day is one of my favourite days yeah I think we're doing more <laughs> so we're going to go off and be children and I've just got a few sandwiches and a little picnic fit for a, a king and a queen I think today but um but it's a beautiful day here in Warwickshire, so we hope you've enjoyed our podcast anyway. So I'm Joe Cameron with Julia Mella. Mella Pro on Twitter. So have a lovely day, and we hope to see you again soon. Take Thanks care. For Thanks for listening. Bye.